Okay, so I want to thank everyone for being a part of this special women-only gaming session to celebrate Women in Gaming Month in June. Woo! Woo! Uh, for our listeners, I am Hallie from Quest Friends. This is my very first time GMing anything, so I'm really excited. And we have Emily, Olivia, and Cassidy here. So go ahead and introduce yourselves. I'm Olivia. That's me. <laughs> um, I have never played with Hallie as a DM, nor have I ever played this Numenera system. I spent a lot of time Googling the Cypher system, which is not what this is called. So that's what I know. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm Cassidy. Hi. <laughs> um, I have sort of played with uh, Hallie and her friends before. I, we have another thing going on. Um, I'm more familiar with traditional D&D 5th edition, um, so Cypher confuses me and Numenera confuses <laughs> me even more. But... I do my best, so I'm excited. <laughs> I'm Emily. I play Ellie on Quest Friends with Hallie. Um, and I think that Cypher System is the best because that's all I play, <laughs> and I think it's easier. This podcast brought to you by Cypher System, both its enthusiasts and its newcomers. <laughs> it's the perfect mix. If any, everyone is ready, uh, we can start pulling up your character sheets. By the way, Cassidy, is your character's name pronounced Arif or Eref? Arif. Arif, okay. And it's Zindal? Zindal, yes. Okay. Arif, Zindal. Okay, so, if we're ready, this game takes place in the seaside country of Anquan. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> there are seagulls, yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, the opening is here in the mezzanine courtyard, which is the immaculate garden directly in front of the invisible palace, ancestral home of the Brackleberries, the ruling family of Anquan. Because the palace is invisible, the extravagant mezzanine courtyard looks just a little out of place, with its grand statues, giant fountain, and flowering archway denoting a path that leads to what looks like nowhere. Also out of place are the various stalls and booths set up in the courtyard, and the merchants screaming out their wares. The calls you hear are mostly for cinnamons, triangle squares, and snapoas, which you, Aerith Zindal, would recognize as the names of the cookies made and sold by the Knights of Anquan in recent efforts for peacekeeping and fundraising. Two booths across from each other have been arguing about which cookie is better, cinnamons or snapoas, for the last five minutes. The Snapoas booth representative suddenly yells, What do you mean you haven't tried one? and throws a box across the courtyard at the opposing booth. Aerith, you are standing directly in the middle of oh. these booths, so roll <laughs> oh, wow. a speed defense. Oh, jeez. I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> uh, Civil unrest. Do I add anything to that? Uh, let me double check. Because it's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> nope. It's not one you're necessarily proud of. You all know effort. Well, effort, you can like apply part of your pool to um, putting more effort into the task to succeed. Uh, normally, you have to specify before you roll. I will let you add the effort to it, though, since it's the first roll. It's definitely not worth it. I rolled a four. You rolled a four? <laughs> all right. Well, it smacks you in the head. <laughs> That's fine. I don't even react. <laughs> you're just standing there? Yeah. All right. Well, smacked in the face. Don't worry about it. Luckily, uh, Madeline Jeffrey James, head of the diplomacy division of the Knights of Anquan, and your partner in several former interrogation cases, is next to you. Mm -hmm. So she will pick it up, throw it back at the booth that threw it, and say, "I've seen pirates behave themselves better than this. This is this is ridiculous." Also, sir, snapoas are in fact the worst. Please remove <laughs> yourself from the courtyard. Then she'll think about it and say, "Never mind. Anastasia wouldn't like that. You can stay." But I want you to know your cookies suck. 
he will look baleful and open the box that he just threw and then like sorrowfully eat does it she away. have the power to make him leave or is she just stating her opinion uh, it's both okay. <laughs> she does have the power she's like Anastasia's right hand woman okay got it thank you Miss Jeffers Jeffrey James that was uh, very kind of you to do no problem Arif Man, it's just, I was all for opening the courtyard to merchants and everything, you know, like boost up sales, but it's, it's just, it's getting out of hand. It is a little difficult to handle, but perhaps we could find more help. More help manning the courtyard, you mean? Yes, I think that could be a good idea. Yeah, I'll suggest that, you know, she might, uh, mm-hmm. she might go for that. Anyway, thank you for coming today. Um, Absolutely. It's my pleasure. I am very pleased that you did decide to, well, you haven't accepted yet because you haven't spoken to her, but I'm pleased to know that you're interested. <laughs> Absolutely. It's uh, been many years together. I would never turn down an offer at least to come see things. Madeline looks very pleased. Uh, what time did that letter say? Oh, boy. And then Aerith, if you would read the letter you received from Anastasia. It says, Dear Aerith, It is with great esteem that I write to humbly ask you for your time and attention. Your exemplary work in the Information Acquisition Division of the Knights of Aquan recommends you for a singular professional opportunity, the nature of which is immediate. Should you be interested and able to spare the next few days for the good of the service of Aquan, please gather in the Mezzanine courtyard at 9 a.m. Sincerely, Queen Anastasia Brackleberry. Uh, Madeline will check a watch that she has on her right wrist and say, it's 8.58 now, so the others should be- I look forward to meeting them. Showing up soon. Uh, can I- in- the courtyard sound begins to come out. For those of you not familiar, the distinct sound of a, of a diesel engine. So it's like very complaining sounding and slowly into sight pulls a large a red and white uh, VW Westphalia camper van. Behind the wheel, you can see slightly hunched is one Hannah Laura Dunn. She uh, pulls up to the side of the mezzanine, maybe too close to the invisible castle just because she doesn't actually know where it is because it's invisible. And she uh, pops out of her car and uh, starts to look around. Uh, Madeline will wave at you and say, Miss Dunn, I presume? Uh, Hannah Laura waves back and starts to wake her way over to you. Okay. Uh, Madeline will meet you halfway, approach you, and offer her hand for a handshake. Oh. Said, uh, Madeline Jeffer James, head of the Foreign Relations and Diplomacy Division of the Knights of Anquan. Uh, Hannah Laura, done. Nice to meet you. That's some car you got there. What's it called? What's it called? Uh, this is a well, it's a, a VW Westphalia camper van, but uh, you can call her a uh, Big Mary. Big Mary, huh? If you call her anything at all. It's impressive tech. Where did? How did you put it together? Where'd you scavenge it? Uh, you know, I found it. <gasps> okay, <laughs> Madeline will just <laughs> accept that, and then she will introduce. Uh, she'll kind of guide you over to where Aerith is and say, "Aerith, this is Hannah Lore. Hannah Laura, it's nice to meet you. And she offers her hand. Nice to meet you, Aerith. Uh, she sticks out her hand and it is it is <laughs> greasy at the tips and there is smudge of, of filth on her. She smells of oil, but it's a firm and calm handshake. It's good. Strong handshake. I like it. You too. You're not the... You guys are... In char- Who are we waiting for here? We are waiting for... Uh, Madeline will pull out a little sheaf of notes and, and look at it a little bit and say, the incredible... I would like to interrupt. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> you may not have noticed that someone was hiding. <laughs> Waiting for someone to check the name sheet. <laughs> so that she could... Burst into the courtyard. It's like it's like it's like Dottie Wonder from Arrested Development. <laughs> and you see a figure appear from what seems like out of nowhere, which is actually just behind one of the stalls, almost seeming to be on fire. And she flings her arms out and looks over at the crowd and says, I think you were waiting for me. The incredible igneous artiste of Astaria. How far far away is she? (laughs) Is she just like across the courtyard from us? Or did she time it right that she's nearby? Because it would be incredible. She, well, like, she likes to get there early and then wait until it's a tiny bit late to make an entrance. Yeah. So she so much effort. Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Effort is worth it if you get attention. (laughs) Madeline will give you a once-over. And are you currently on fire? I've extinguished the flames. So she'll say, didn't know Anastasia invited a fire hazard to this mission. Neither did I. Thank you. (laughs) And then I want to, um, 
I want to take Madeline's hand, <laughs> bow deeply over it, and kiss it, and then kind of like fling it back and stand back up straight. <laughs> Hamelor dodges the hand <laughs> that flies past her. Madeline will kind of cock her head and go, oh, she would, to herself. And then like, all right, well, I'm supposed to escort you to your appointment with Queen Anastasia, so let's get going. And with that, uh, Madeline will click her heels together and some wheels pop out of her shoes like heelys, and she's going to skate ahead of you down the path that's under the archway towards the what looks like nothing but is the invisible palace. Hanalore uh, clicks her right hand and you hear, whoop, and uh, the lights on Red Mary uh, flash once. Perfect. She puts her hands in her pocket. <laughs> it should be noted that the, the Red Mary has garnered attention from some of the merchants not anything suspicious just like oh man what Let's is that because it's it, it's really old tech somebody's gonna steal it uh, they well. would not have seen anything like this before <laughs> it's a nice car okay i'm just gonna go up to the some who's like a <laughs> medium looking toughness of a person um, <laughs> not the one with the samosas he's clearly a weak-willed man uh the cinnamons the cinnamons guy looks pretty cool <laughs> Cinnamon's guy. Hey, I'm going to go up to him. And he'll like look at you and then point at him like me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you. Uh, what's your name? Uh, Frank. Frank. That's great. That's good to hear. Frank, that's my car over there. Trust you. Seem like a good guy. If something happens to her, you personally oh. will be held responsible. And then she just gives him a, a little smile and walks away. He will kind of look <laughs> back at like the Snapoas guy who is still eating all of his Snapoas from the box that he can't sell because Snapoas are the worst. Through tears. And the Snapoas guy will will, smug, will like smugly <laughs> laugh and then just like disappear behind his booth. Like he's out. <laughs> he's having a good day. Frank will just say, M miss, uh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's it. He doesn't have Frank. Yeah, he'll just accept this. <laughs> On your own head, be it, bud. As I pass, can I look Frank into the eyes, poke the car, and then run after them? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't see this. I am. I have walked away. Frank will like move, and because he has no weapons behind the booth, because he's a merchant, he will move to throw a box of cookies at you, and then like restrain himself a little bit and just give you a look. I'm just kind of watching this all happen. Maybe a slight <laughs> amused look on my face. Well. Whatever Madeline is doing, is just, she's gone. <laughs> Madeline's a little bit ahead of you, but she's going to come back and like, come on, guys, let's go. All right, so she will lead the three of you under the Arboretum and along the path that leads nowhere. It's not too long until you reach two guards standing to either side of what is probably the entrance. They nod to Madeline, and you hear the sound of a drawbridge. Although you can't see the drawbridge itself, you can tell it's being lowered by the fact that a foyer is being revealed before your very eyes as if someone was painting it from top to bottom. Uh, once the foyer is fully there and the sound stops, Madeline will usher all of you inside. And then once you're inside, you'll hear the drawbridge being raised again behind you, and then, like, the outside world vanishes. Inside, it looks normal. You can't, like, see outside or anything. It's just a nice, a nice foyer. Uh, and then she will, she's already zooming across the foyer towards an ornate door on the other side. Uh, she knocks and a voice from inside shouts, come in! Uh, this is the formal receiving room, but much like the mezzanine courtyard, it's been unformalized a bit. A long table covered with cookie decorating supplies spans the width of the room. Behind the table, Queen Anastasia, wearing an apron and with frosting stains on her cheeks, is focusing intently on squeezing frosting out of one of those icing tubes onto a sugar cookie. Uh, there is a hawk sitting on a perch behind her. Um, she'll greet you like, hi, sorry, oh, Colleen, no, and then just, just a sec, just wait just a sec. Uh, and next to her, another worker, who you assume is Colleen, is packing up the finished cookies into an ornate box. As she ties up the box she was just working on, she absentmindedly takes a cookie from a cooking sheet and moves to take a bite out of it. The next part happens very quickly. Anastasia notices because she happens to glance up, and in one swift movement, she squeezes out the last of the icing and then throws the now emptying tube at Colleen so that it knocks the cookie out of her hand back onto the cookie sheet, and the icing tube will hit the opposite wall where it reverberates like a dart in the bullseye. And Anastasia was like, Colleen, we've been all over this! And Colleen was like, I'm sorry, oh, I'm sorry, I just forgot, it was a slip, I'm just really hungry. And Anastasia says, I already made you cookies! If you're hungry, go eat those! Oh, you did? Yes, check your mail cubby! You never check your mail cubby! At that, Colleen will smile and then just run out of the room. So then Anastasia will shout after her, they're butterscotch, your favorite! Then Aww. she turns back to all of you. <laughs> oh, sorry about that, thank you all so much for coming. Sorry about all this mess. I've just, um, I've been getting everything ready. A unique opportunity has presented itself, and I hope after you hear me out, you'll all be willing to accept. Yes. 
Uh, After you hear me out, it's nice to know that you're that you're energetic, though. I really appreciate the enthusiasm. Okay. Hanalore puts her filthy hands in her pockets and <laughs> looks very nervous because that woman was just almost had a <laughs> dart of frosting through her forehead. <laughs> That's fair. Um, Eros just gonna kind of fold her hands together and say, "I'm very interested to hear your um, offer." And her cape is slowly billowing behind her <laughs> in, in inside where. You shouldn't feel any drafts, but her cape is moving nonetheless. That's right. You have a cape that moves only inside. Yes. I'm staring at it. It's <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> All right. Anastasia has ignored it, but her hawk has come from her perch and like landed on her arm, and she's petting it while she delivers uh, the mission. So she will say, <clears throat> It's no secret that ever since Empress Chaladian III inherited the throne of the Perithan Empire, she's been looking to reconquer the neighboring countries the Empire used to rule, and Quan included. I've been focusing on internal affairs, you know, restoring everything after the rebellion and all, and the Empire's been dealing with their famines, so I just haven't really been worried about it. But my messengers informed me yesterday that Chaladian has been seen at a seaside retreat near Pike's Head. She's there on vacation is the official story. Uh, but I'm calling that bluff. I think she's scouting out Anquan because she thinks Anquan is right for the taking. And I want to let her know it's not. Madeline? And Madeline will pipe up. Uh, I've drafted a peace treaty that we will hopefully get the Empress to sign. Uh, peace treaty isn't quite the right word for it. It's more of a non-aggression pact. And then Anastasia will pop in again with, The problem is that we don't have that much to offer the Empire. The only thing we have they don't have is cookies. And she'll gesture at the cookies in front of her. Oh... That's absolutely it. Yeah, I mean, the Empire is really big, and they have their famines, but they're really big. They could take over any of the countries. I mean, Ishlav, Anquan, Miskabal. So we don't have that much to offer diplomatically and not that much to threaten them with. Uh, but we do have cookies, and my cookie initiative has been going really well, really, really well. And, you know, they were skeptics when I suggested giving the Knights of Anquan more duties not related strictly to the military. But we've been able to raise a ton of money in support with the cookies, and I think an unexpected course of action is a good course of action. They uh, they sweeten the deal, you might say. Hey, hey. So you haven't invested <laughs> in, like, infrastructure or military or anything like that? Anastasia will look a little bit bashful and she'll be start petting her hawk a little more intently. <laughs> I have, but we need money to be uh, able to do those things and we can't have money without cookies. So listen, I would really like you three to accompany Madeline on this mission as official representatives of the Knights of Anquan. And I chose all three of you specifically. At this, you will approach Hanalore. Uh, Hanalore, it's so nice to see you again. You've always been a loyal soldier and an outstanding mechanic. And since Pike's Head is about a day and a half journeys away, I thought there was no one better suited to this task than you and the Red Mary. Uh, my pleasure, ma'am. Yay! And then she will approach, uh, Aerith. Uh. <laughs> uh, Aerith, I asked Madeline her recommendation from the Information Acquisition Division of the Knights, and she didn't hesitate before recommending you. From what I understand, you're an invaluable member of the department. Uh, that's what I've been told before, too, and I would be happy to help with this mission. It sounds right up my alley. Perfect! And then finally, she will approach Ig. You performed at my cousin's sixth birthday party last year! You were great! <laughs> Gosh, I love magic. I think diplomatic <laughs> missions could really benefit from an entertainment aspect. Will you go? I think so, too. I, you know, some of the greatest parties I've performed at are parties that I haven't been invited to. So, like, I have a whole nother edge of entertainment prowess when I've been invited to this mission. I think we've got this. I think so, too. And between you and me, that party was really lame before you showed up. And Lori's just, like, stroking her eyebrow, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get a grip on the situation. You always light up my day. I'm so glad you're all accepting, Anastasia will say. And her hawk will take off and, like, circle around. Not in a menacing hawk way, just in, like, I have excess energy. <laughs> Casual hawk way. I'm watching it go. Before you go... <laughs> I have some things to give to you that will hopefully make your journey easier. And now it's time for the Cypher presentations. <gasps> so Cyphers are one-use items oh, that are just really old tech. People normally in the ninth world cannot figure out what they do. You have like an idea, um, but they're just like these cool one-off items that are usually more powerful than normal weapons. So I have nine here. You each get three and you can call oh. them. 
There is a small potion called Cat's Eye that grants the ability to see in the dark for eight hours. Uh, There is a time dilation module, which is like a wristwatch, and that... Hang on. I already kind of want that one, even if I don't know what it does. That means you move at almost instantaneous speeds when you swing a weapon, and it modifies attacks by two steps in your favor. Uh, There is a living solvent, which is... That sounds terrifying. It is. What is the living Living solvent! <laughs> What's an its name? slime that will dissolve one cubic foot of material each round. Oh. I don't I I don't want that's gonna eat through my upholstery. <laughs> I don't want that either. I'd spill it. After one round per I will take responsibility for that. Okay. Uh there was a reality spike. This is my favorite one. Once activated, the spike does not move ever, even if activated in midair. A might action will dislodge the spike, but then it is ruined. It's just a stick you can throw somewhere cool. It's a one-use stick and stick? Yep, it's a one it's a one-use stick and stick. Alright, I might want that. Uh then there's gravity nullifying spray, which will allow something the size of a person or smaller to float a certain number of feet in the air determined by a d20 roll. And then no longer has weight if carried. Um, but you have to strap it down. Then there is a sound dampener that dampens all sound within immediate range. <laughs> there is a frigid wall protector which creates a wall of super cooled air up to 30 feet by 30 feet that inflicts damage on anything that passes through it. Uh, then there is a psychic communique which allows the user to project a one-time one-way telepathic message of up to 10 words with an unlimited range to anyone they know. And the last one is a mental scrambler. Uh, two rounds after being activated, this device will create an invisible field that fills an area within a short range and lasts for one minute. The field scrambles the mental processes of all thinking creatures. The effect lasts as long as they remain in the field, and then there are, uh, there's a number of ways they can just be completely fucked. Uh, there's one that makes them go blind, there's one that makes them go mute. It's horrifying. <laughs> Is it detectable when you, like, activate it? Or is it just, can you stealthily activate it without somebody noticing it and then all of a sudden they just can't talk without knowing why? It's an invisible field. Oh, okay. So it w- they would know they were affected by, like, I assume they would get, like, a headache. Something. Yeah. Um, But you could activate that without anyone knowing. It just wouldn't take effect for two rounds. Interesting. All right, so who wants what? <laughs> uh... I'm interested. Cassie got stuck with the living solvent, yeah? Yes. I have the living solvent that dissolves one square foot per round. I'll get the one use stick and stick and the gravity spray if nobody else wants it. Reality spike for Hamalor. Okay. And no one else wants the gravity thing? No, I have hedge magic. Okay. I would not mind the time dilation. That sounds fun. I'll give you that. I'll take the uh, sea in the dark one. And then choose one other one since Aerith and Hamalor both have two. There is uh, left is the sound dampener, the frigid wall projector, the psychic communique, and the mental scrambler. Psychic. Psychic one. Okay. Wait, can I switch to the <laughs> mental scrambler? Yeah, you still get a third one. So do you want that to be your third one? Oh, wait, yes. I was just giving uh, Emily a chance to choose them. Okay. So between Emily and Olivia, sound dampener and frigid wall projector. Uh, sound dampener. What's the frigid wall projector again? That um, is like a force field. Oh, okay. Super cooled air, but it causes damage to anyone that comes with it, comes in it. Okay. But it's like 30 feet by 30 feet, so it doesn't have to protect just you. It to protect a number of people. Okay. So we've got our ciphers distributed. So with that, Anastasia will say, I don't know how long the Empress is going to stay at Pike's Head, uh, so you'd better get going. But thank you all so, so much for accepting this mission. It means a lot to me, and it means a lot to Anquan. Aww, you're so sweet. <laughs>
it is I, Hallie, today's GM, giving you your announcement break because this is a special woman-only episode of Quest Friends. Uh, this episode was originally supposed to air in June for Women in Tabletop Gaming Month, but the session took a lot longer than we thought it would, as often happens with role-playing games. Uh, so you're getting it in September. But the good news is that now it's going to be a multiple-part miniseries, so we all win, really. Your call to action this week is to check out our Tumblr. I know that's been the call to action before, but we really love getting asks, so specifically we're asking for asks. Uh, any ask that is not about Hopper and Lorraine is a good one, so just avoid the stopper ship and we're good. Speaking of stopper, the next episode of the main campaign will be released on September 17th, and the next episode of The Cookie Crew will be released on September 24th. So I'll see you then! So if you're ready to go, we can do a cut back to uh, the Red Mary. Hannah Laura feels uh, quite out of place, so she'd be happy to go. <laughs> okay. Okay, so Madeline is like ready to roll. She's on her little rollerblades again. <laughs> but when you get back to the car, she'll pop her heels together again and then the normal shoes. All right, I'm giving uh, Red Mary and uh, Frank the Cinnamon Man once over. How do they look? Okay. Uh, Red Mary looks unscathed. Uh, Frank looks very emotionally <laughs> scathed. I'm going to go up to the... I'm going to look really, really close at it. Take the... I'm wearing coveralls, um, but undone at the waist, so they're like wrapped... The arms are wrapped around my waist. I'm going to take the sleeve and uh, rub the smudge mark that Ig touched. <laughs> And uh, give Frank a, a nod. Thank you. Thank you for that, Frank. He will struggle with how to respond and then end up doing a salute. <laughs> Thanks, Frank. Return the salute. Eric will salute back just to make him feel a little bit more comfortable. All right. Because this poor man <laughs> seems to have been through a lot. Frank is the unsung hero of this adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Can we take him with? <laughs> no, he's going to stay. You want to come? <laughs> with his cinnamons. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, so Anastasia gave you several boxes of the ornate cookies that she self-made for um, the Empress. And then you also have a bunch of boxes of like the normal cookies, the cinnamons and the triangle squares and the snap uh, So now the map that Madeline has that has your route has you traveling down the coast because that connects... Lavis, which is the capital of Anquan, to the seaside retreat that the Empress is reported to be at. Uh, so, if everyone's okay with it, we can do a cut to travel time. You are all in the Red Mary? Uh, not quite yet. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, as uh, <laughs> I imagine Handlor's carrying most of the boxes, I think she's she's a very tall woman, so she, and she's very strong, so. Okay. She's loading them into the back. All right, folks. A few simple ground rules. It's not that complicated. You don't eat in my van. You don't wear wet shoes in my van. You act proper in my van. We should all get along fine. Do these rules qualify in the case of an emergency? Uh, TBD. Fair enough. Probably not, though. <laughs> Prob probably, though. How do you feel about open flames? Very negatively. <laughs> okay, just making sure. It's important for you to know that fire ruins things, and fire will ruin my car, and then we'll have an issue. So, so also in an emergency, flames are still not. In, uh, not in okay not in the van there is a cooking area <laughs> that we will use only when we are not in motion <laughs> she clicks her hand again and, and uh, the door opens and she gets inside i'm driving <laughs> obviously no one's gonna fight you on that well they might no <laughs> no madeline won't uh, you should drive drive away <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a pretty easy drive because you just have to follow the water. There's like a bay between Glavis and Pike's Head. So like, it's called the Kellen Bay. You can just literally follow the Kellen Bay. As long as it's on your right, you are you are good to go. All right. Uh, Hanalore puts on some music and it is the best of Dolly Parton. Perfect. Madeline will say, <laughs> who is this Dolly Parton? It's a national treasure is what she is. She sounds old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Madeline is called shotgun, by the way. If no one, even if someone else nope. has, she's called shotgun. You just like launch <laughs> yep. yourself into the shotgun seat. I'm in the back reading a book. Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody, is everybody buckled up? Just give a thumbs up. <laughs> Madeline, what about you? Yeah, I'm buckled in. Okay, it's very important. Uh, Ig, Miss Ig. I'm gonna like mutter. She's not buckled up. <laughs> Traitor! <laughs> <laughs> We're not allowed to break the rules. You need to buckle up, Ig. Even if you don't care about flying through the windshield, I do. In the event of an accident, your body becomes a projectile that will ruin my interior. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> 
How long is the drive? Uh, it's about a day and a half, so we'll need to camp out in like six to seven hours when the sun sets. Okay, well, I'm gonna probably need to pee in like a half an hour, so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll break every hour, the rules of the road, you just have to hold it, you'll be fine. Mandalore is very rude. I'm so sorry. What if it's an emergency? What if it's an emergency? <sighs> she just turns up the volume on Dolly Parton. <laughs> you know, I like Dolly Parton. Okay, I'm going to hear a lot of it. Right. Once you are on the road and like fully coasting um, at a reasonable speed of what I imagine to be approximately 45 miles an hour, maybe 60 because it's, I mean, it's like, it's not like a road because it's Numenera, but it's like decent, you know, you it's, it's not like you're driving through the woods. The Red Mary is trucking. She is as steady as a rock. All right. Despite being very old. She's done. She's having no problems with the road. While you're trucking, uh, Madeline, who has kicked her feet up on your dash, like so, is going to ask, so when have you ever done anything like this before? I reach over and smack her feet. Ow! These were really expensive shoes. Don't do that. It's a really expensive van, isn't it? I don't know. You just said you found it somewhere. Who, uh, I'm going to pull over. (laughs) (laughs) This was so quick. (laughs) And I'm going to look up and say, that was actually quick. Uh, anybody else want to sit in shotgun? This isn't working for me. Any, you, uh, Aerith. Me? You want to sit up front? You seem like a reasonable and non-filthy person. I suppose I can, but I won't be talking much. I'm just going to stare at Madeline, Madeline <laughs> until she gets up. <laughs> <sighs> and she'll get up. <laughs> well, I mean, if we're already getting out and changing around seats, can I come sit up front? <laughs> Yeah, you got you you got you got five minutes. Make it count. <laughs> Can I sit in the middle? <laughs> no, <laughs> it is bench seating, so you could sit. Gonna defer to Hanalore. I would re- in an ideal world, all of you would sit in the back. <laughs> Fine, whatever. Just go pee quick. <laughs> we gotta get going. No, I don't need to pee. I want to sit up front, but like in the middle, so I can stand up. <laughs> My okay, legs but get tired. Can stand if your legs get tired. Yeah, like like I'll kind of crouch so I can look out the front of the car. Have- You're dead. You got to be buckled up, man. I don't know what to tell you. <sighs> Fine, I'll sit in the back. Okay, Erlath. Uh, sorry, Erith. 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 Uh, it's all you. I know it's a stranging name, but thank you. All right, I uh, I continue to drive. <laughs> So like I was saying, Madeline says, and have you done anything like this before? I've worked with Arif, and she's great at interrogation, but I know that you never sold any cookies. No, frequently when dealing with the enemy, we were trying to extract information, not give gifts. So this will be slightly new, but I'm familiar with neighboring countries. I sell shit to people all the time. Usually it's metaphorical, but I feel like I can handle this too. Uh, I myself, I'm a, I'm a mechanic. I'm not a salesman. No, I've never specifically driven a carton of cookies uh, made by the queen peace offering. Thought not. So wait, so I'm like basically the expert here. I wouldn't say that, Madeline says. Remember. And Laura's hands are gripping the steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the presence of the head of the Diplomacy and Foreign Relations Division of the Knights of Anquan. Oh. That's cool. How'd you get that job? Your mom or what? <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm gonna just hide behind my book. I'm just real good at what I do. Negotiating, making promises that sometimes I can keep. Soiling cars. I don't soil anything. My shoes are clean. You know, I don't believe I've ever tried any of these cookies as I try to subtly diffuse the tension. Um, is there any uh, samples that we could perhaps partake in? Yeah, Anastasia gave me some samples. You have one box of each of the main type, as well as one of the kind that Anastasia made. Next time we pull over, you can try those. I'm not getting crumbs all over this place. Ah, uh, that is true. <laughs> Ig has, like, has her hand in the box and slowly drops it <laughs> I will turn this car around. I took it out! I took it out! So help me. Just leave it. <laughs> and it was one of the, it was one of my few rules. Very fair rules. What were the rules again? <laughs> no food, no dirty shoes, no fire. And staying buckled. And staying buckled. That should be everyone's rule, but yeah, that's important in this car too. <laughs> this is actually just a commercial <laughs> for seatbelt safety. <laughs> <laughs> <What a> be- <laughs> Safety is important, everyone. 
<laughs> Wear your seatbelts. Madeline will turn to Ig and say, so what division did you work for again? Ah, the, um, it's, it definitely starts with an E. <laughs> and, um, do you actually not remember? Cause I can pull it up. No, I remember. Oh, <laughs> the entertainment and light lay. I can't say it. Why can't I figure out how to, <laughs> to say the L word? I actually cannot remember what I named your division, so how is it spelled? Lubrication. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm the entertainment and lubrication division. Thank you. No, it's not that. <laughs> oh, this just, just goes smoothly then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let me just... Let me just... Leisure and entertainment. Yeah. Uh, leisure. <laughs> leisure. Oh, boy. A different sort of lubrication. It's a social lubrication. <laughs> um, yeah, that was... Great. So the expert, right? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. It's like, I make people happy. I'm in that division. You guys aren't really in the same kind of division. So, like, I'm probably... Close, closest to entertainment would certainly help improve our relationship with them, I believe. Exactly. So, like, when we get there, right, you guys are going to do the cookies and I'm going to, like, and, like, (laughs) I can get on top of the car, right, and then jump down and then, like, I'm going to put myself on fire and then I'm going to be, like, woo, and then, and then, um, I I can do, like, a trick and then, (laughs) and then... While I'm distracting them, you guys can do your division stuff. What do you do? I'm I, like I, I'm not a salesman. I could set up the booth <laughs> or whatever. Um, please don't just like ten feet from the car is all I ask before <laughs> you light yourself on fire. Uh, be a problem other than that. Would one of you be willing to like launch me <laughs> from the top of the car so I get a little further away? Because I don't know if I can jump a full ten feet, but like if you give I... me a little boost, like you clasp your hands together and then I jump off it. I may be able to help with that. Okay. When the time comes, I'm looking forward to seeing your trick. Actually, it's quite impressive in the courtyard. See, I'm an expert. We already have a, a plan. For what to do when we get there. Madeline is rubbing her temples because she feels a headache coming on. And she's gonna say, oh... Wait, I can fix that! <laughs> no, 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 no! <laughs> I'm gonna kind of reach in and just, like, pass back a generic bottle of headache relief, whatever Advil is in this universe. Uh, we'll call it, like, Tadville. <laughs> yes. Tadville. We normally just change, like, a single <laughs> bottle when we're changing the names of things. <laughs> Oddville. We'll call it Oddville. She will take that. There's a, a, a sink kind of thing that she can have a cup of water from. Just be careful. Am I allowed to drink water in the van? Just a little cup worth. I'm holding it with my fingers, and it's about two inches of water that you're allowed to have. All right. Like a little Dixie cup. Oh, wait. We can drink in the van? Water that is provided. <laughs> when we pull over, you can drink and dance and do whatever fire stuff you want. But please, inside the van, take it easy. <laughs> I, know, I know Anastasia's trying to handle things in like a different way. She's trying to mix things up. This might be going a little, a little, a little much. Are you guys, are you guys sure you're up to the task? Of driving cookies? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I've never been more sure. Can I give her a uh, teasing look and say, I thought you had the utmost confidence in me, Miss Jeffrey James. Oh, no, no, you, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I trust you. I mean, I know that normally... Wow, really? <laughs> God, what's the pattern here? <laughs> I know that normally your specialty is extracting information, but I think that you'll be able to twist that around to sell cookies. See, this extraction thing, <laughs> extraction is a concern for me. It just makes it sound like you're sticking pipettes in people's heads and pulling out knowledge. Very intrusive. It might not be that far from the truth at some points. What? Wait, is that why we're here? Oh, no. Not at all. Have our memories sucked from our skulls? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it's not that kind of secret mission. Men in Black just... <laughs> It didn't have to be so complicated if you're just going to steal our memories. We don't have to have this whole cookie narrative. (laughs) Just get it over and done with. No, no, this is my previous work. 
unrelated to the current mission. Cool, let's keep it that way. I hope to keep it that way as well. It's not exactly the most relaxing job. And you drive on. We can have a break and have cookies, right? Yeah, when you pull over, you can try the cookies. Yes. If you want, we can cut to, like, nighttime. Uh, if anyone has anything they want to ask Madeline, or anything they want to talk about with any other PC, go for it. Uh, just for the- this is, uh, Olivia, not Hanalore. I know- I know Hanalore is quite rude, but I am excited to be on this mission with you guys. Just for the record. <laughs> I'm really excited you guys are on this mission. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Okay. It's very exciting. No matter how Im- impassive Araf may seem. <laughs> All my feelings are real. Hanalore's <laughs> calm. She just takes certain things seriously. Just it happens to be the most of the subjects you've brought up, she takes seriously. <laughs> Might as well get them all out of the way. Okay. Uh, if no one has anything specific they want to talk about or do, uh, we can cut to nighttime. And we'll say you pulled over to um, set up camp for the night. Okay. Did we find like a McDonald's equivalent, basically? Uh, Matt, Anastasia gave you provisions in addition to the cookies. She would have given okay. you like the classic, so like, didn't actually have yeah, to. like bread yeah. and apple right. type stuff that travelers always get in fantasy films, uh, but Got better because Anastasia's cool and from the future. Uh, so <laughs> and from the future, she's kind of a queen. So yeah. So the van actually has side doors that pop open. Uh, you can sleep inside of it, but it's better set up to be like adjacent to where you're camping. Uh, so, uh, once you pull over, uh, Hanalore turns the engine off, uh, turns the, turns the music off. She starts to unravel everything, uh, to get the camping thing set up. So she pops up the roof, the roof kind of raises, um, so that you can stand inside the van. The doors open up and she unfurls a, a long canvas, uh, sort of tent thing that uh, hangs out over the, the front of the van. So it's like the tent is sort of like the porch and the van is like the room. And she is uh, getting a, uh, probably getting a little bit of a fire together. Is there fire in the future? Egg specializes in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hanalore is soberly uh, collecting uh, firewood and stuff. And like she's got some provisions and things and she's putting it all together. Uh, she has she. I'd also be collecting... She does. Uh, she does have a a, a, a a futuristic lighter that she's pulling out, though. Egg, and she's raising the lighter towards the. She's reaching for the for the. Egg like leaps forward, takes a flying leap, and doesn't actually like grab anything out of your arms because that's very rude. But she was mostly just because she couldn't quite jump far enough. But she almost, she just like, just what, you just, you leap from wherever and land belly first next to me? Yes. <laughs> Wait. Yes? Wait, no, I'm good at this. I'm good at this. Can I do the fire? Uh, yeah, I, I guess. She puts the lighter back in her pocket. You've just made Ig's life. Do I, will I need to roll for this? Um, I'm just checking your sheet. You have, you're just, are you just trying to like light the fire? Yeah, it's all dry kindling and stuff. I didn't mess around. Okay. Um, I'm going to say you can just do it. Okay. Awesome. I would like to light, like kind of do an awkward flail whip. Still laying on your tummy? No, I, I've, I've stood up <laughs> with a flourish, of course. Dusted myself off. Of course. <laughs> and as I do my awkward flail, I whip um, a what you would recognize as like a conductor's baton. I'm gonna whip it out of my pocket and point it at the um, the kindling, the, t- the tinder, the wood pile, tinder, yeah, and um, light a spark. Uh, it'll just light. I would like to clarify that I did not actually use the conductor's baton to (laughs) channel my magic i just used my hand but i like i just wanted to look cooler by using the baton you just had it out do uh, does hanalore notice this yeah you would notice this hanalore she's doing it in front of you i don't yeah i don't actually have a magic wand that's clearly a dipstick (laughs) i dip into things all the time That was an impressive bit of magic. Thank you. If you ever, if you ever want any magic ever, I can do it for you. <laughs> I will definitely keep that in mind. You're so eager. 
Sorry, it's so funny. All right. Do you want me to show you a trick? Uh, what kind of tricks do you have? I am not paying attention, by the way. I'm just continuing to set. I'm continuing to set up the fire. I'm, I'm <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just meanwhile, I'm just like elbowing Madeline out of the way and getting I'm fully a, invested, <laughs> getting the fire set up. Yeah, I want to do a card trick. Oh, and I am trained in card tricks. You are trained in card tricks. However, because card tricks can sometimes go wrong, you will have to roll for this. Yes, card tricks is a skill. Card tricks is a skill. Roll one that Ig has. What a journey we're headed on. <laughs> I rolled a 16. 16? Yeah. You, what card trick are you trying to do? Um, <laughs> I don't know any actual card tricks. Is it, is it like, is it like a guess your card or is like a card now behind Aerith's ear or yeah. something? <laughs> that one? Okay. So Aerith, you will feel like, like a plasticky substance suddenly behind your ear in your hair. It's a little concerning the way you phrased it, but yes. It's fine. <laughs> and it's fine. <laughs> gonna, you know, reach back and I guess... Pull this card from behind my ear. <laughs> Iggy's gonna clap like you did the trick. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. That's great. <laughs> You're like Oh, a- that's actually quite incredible. Thank you. You're a magician just like me. <laughs> I would call myself a magician, but And then <laughs> because I am fully invested in impressing this person now. <laughs> She's found a mark. I would like to roll to use my hedge magic to make the card fly around a little bit. Alright, give me a roll. <laughs> Fifteen. Yeah, it's flying. Thank you, rollthedice.com. <laughs> <laughs> and then I want to pull out of my bag my oddity not the horrifying one but the other one which is (laughs) spectacles (laughs) the the good one (laughs) the one that isn't good god (laughs) it's a severed hand what did you do it's it's not a severed hand it's worse the severed head no um anyway my non horrifying yes, my non horrifying oddity is um, there's spectacles that produce a fake image. Uh, so if someone puts them on, they see things that aren't there. So I'm gonna pull them out and say, "Here, wait, put these on. Look at this. It's like the best magic ever." And I don't even do it, but it's like kind of my thing. <laughs> I will hesitantly take them, put them on. Um, what do I see? <laughs> I don't know how that mechanic works. Hallie, do you choose? Um, I definitely thought of this mechanic beforehand. Uh, it's kind of like one of those, uh, we read on this flavoring, right, Emily? One of those, like, shutter things, and you can press the button, and then, like, a different picture shows up. Um, so it's kind of like that. But for you, they're, the pictures are moving, as if they're, like, in Harry Potter. Whoa. Uh, so you will see um, a dinosaur that is curiously next to a butter churn. Just like <laughs> chilling, poking it. Yeah, it's like investigating it. Dear God. <laughs> I think it might tell the future. Um, mm, you know, that's a possibility. Uh, within the realms of possibility. Um, <laughs> have you ever seen this sort of creature before? Or is this just a... Uh... It's interesting. I'm gonna just hand them back and, you know, try not to betray what I'm feeling with my facial expressions of absolute confusion, but... Play it cool. I'm gonna, you know, try to continue to look pleased. I think, I think Ig notices just a little bit, but she's not gonna let you know that she's noticed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes, it's all polite. Um, but she will go ahead and say, um... Actually, this is all very impressive. Do you know when you learned that you could do all these things? The fire is getting hot enough that uh, I'm preparing to put food on it. There's some beans and some hot dogs from the future. Excellent. Well, that's wonderful because I didn't think too much about my backstory. So as I have asked that question, wow, food. (laughs) (laughs) It's not ready. It's not ready. But I want it. It looks ready. Just wait. It's not ready. You mm, just hold your horses. Sit on your hands, okay? <laughs> she sits on her hands and stares. You're doing great. <laughs> All right. 
Because they're futuristic hot dogs. We'll call them hat dags. We're <laughs> <laughs> changing a single vowel yeah, in all day, of our but, words. Oh, jeez. It's a beginner's. <laughs> hat dags. Oh, yeah, these are ballpark. Ballpark hat dags. Ballpark. <laughs> ballpark hat dags. These are ballpark hat dags. Medline will pipe up and be like, oh, ballpark hat dags are my favorite. <laughs> well, they're my second favorite. Mech and shoes is my first favorite. <laughs> oh, okay. Can't have everything. Here, uh, Madeline, here, hold the plates uh, while I'm taking the, the hot dogs off. So she, right, I'm putting them right. on the plate on her hands. Ketchup? There's about, uh, I'll say there's about seven. You got buns? Uh, yes, I pull out <laughs> a sack of buns. They're slightly dented, but they are fine. Oh, jeez. They're, they're actually called bunes. They're slightly green, but they taste exactly like regular hot dog buns. <laughs> How about, uh, uh... Condiments? Ketchup. Yeah. Uh, there is a small... It's, like, military rations of condiments. So, like, the, the ketchup packets and stuff are... Really, like, it's, she's clearly scavenged for these, like, at other restaurants. So it's, like, little packets of ketchup and little packets of mustard. Like how you take packets from, like, Wendy's. Yeah. It's, it's Wandy's, uh, McDarrell's, and uh, that kind of thing. All right. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Madeline will look at the, um ketchup in disgust and move to the to the mastoid and then put just so much mastoid all right easy does it i only have so much because mastoid is the proper way to eat a hat tag <laughs> yes that's that's an opinion all right uh she offers them to the rest of y'all do you want a, uh do you want one yes i i grab it realize it's hot and <laughs> just like look at it like it's kicked me for a second i'm gonna snag it out of your hand and put it in a bun and then hand it back to you (laughs) thank you it's hot it'll burn fire fire makes things hot thank you shouldn't you know that (laughs) that will say i'm gonna turn to to Aerith and uh hand the bun first and uh ask you you want to you want one i will just politely say oh yes absolutely thank you um go ahead take my bun my hat dag or my bune Oh, scheiße. And I will put ketchup <laughs> on my head, head egg. <laughs> Honestly, I would prefer if there was like chili and cheese, but obviously we're on a budget. Slightly green, equally delicious. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's military cheese. Uh, you're welcome to it, but <laughs> next, you can do the shopping next time. All right, bud. All right, I have I cover the the the. This is sorry, sorry, this is elaborate, but I'm covering the hot dogs with tin foil, and uh, the beans are almost done. Uh, everyone has their own little can, uh, and Aww. pass them to everybody like with little wrappers around them, like little cloth socks almost. Oh, jeez. <laughs> And then I'm very carefully <laughs> to egg. This will burn your mouth, so just be careful. And everyone has a little fork. There's a little metal fork. It's more like a spork, really. A spork. <laughs> it's from the future. Spirk. I don't think that's a, like a copyrighted thing, but... Are there smears? 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 There are some. There are also nap currants. <laughs> <laughs> I think they probably just have nap Napkins, we don't need... Do you think it, you don't think that needs to be like updated? Like, there's not different napkin technology in the future. It's a long time, guys. This is a big timeline. <laughs> I thought it was a copyright thing. <laughs> <laughs> Laura just gives a, a little nod. I'm happy to provide my services to the country once again. Anastasia is beaming and her hawk will go like, ah! <laughs> oh, look at that. Make hawk noises. <laughs> I don't think hawks go kaka. This hawk does. It's <laughs> <That's> a weird <laughs> it's, sick, it's sickly. <laughs> yeah, it's got a cold. It's fine. <laughs>